prayer that works, prayer that works. James chapter five, verse 16 says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and working. How many want powerful and working prayers? Ready with some pansy, be done with some like weak sauce prayers. I'm believing tomorrow I'm gonna get a message from Zach with a few more, if not all those slides out of his boot. I'm believing we're gonna see promotions in the room, relationships restored, boldness in our faith. Prayer that works. I got a point to give you. Prayer that works. You're getting the uh, Cliff Notes version of the sermon tonight. Prayer that works happens before it happens. Happens before it happens. Okay, here's what I mean by that. Is it's awesome to be in a room like this and to walk over to someone and put your hands on them and pray with them and to see God do restorative things and believe for miracles. But prayer that works started way before that moment that hap- happens right now. Prayer hap- Prayer that works started way before a possibility of a promotion came on the scene. Because prayer that works was praying one month ago before there was ever a promotion. Prayer that works has a history of praying. Let me show you because Jesus went around and he did mighty miracles and he prayed for people and demons were called out and people stood up and the blind eye was open and the deaf ear was open and families were restored and people leaped for joy. He did incredible prayers, but he also did prayers before prayers. Mark chapter 1 verse 35, it says, while it was still dark. Jesus went out and he departed and he went to a desolate place and at that desolate place, he prayed. If you want your prayers to work, pray before they need to work. If you want your prayers to be powerful, pray before you need the power of prayer because we want to like get in an emergency, a tight situation. And I'm thankful that even in an emergency tight situation, you're gonna throw up a prayer, good for you. I mean, that's awesome. You could be cussing people out and doing whatever. But even before you get there, if you wanna pray prayers that work, then pray before you get in a car wreck and before you need God to give you a great insurance check and before you need healing, pray before that. Well, I ain't got nothing to pray for. Oh, yeah? How many of you dressed yourself this morning? How many of you are in your right mind this morning? How many of you got in a car and traveled from one place to another today? Prayer that works is happening before it happens. It's praying for the next generation. It's building ourselves up in prayer so that when we do walk into the situations, this anointing of God can be released into where it needs to be released. It's the quiet places where no one else may be. They're not cool. There's no spotlight. But we're sowing seed before there's ever any need. Before there's ever a problem, we're laying foundation for God to make a solution. We're drawing near to him constantly. 
so that in our time of need, we are near. We don't have to run five miles back. We don't have to backtrace through all of this time of being away from God and be thankful for His grace because it is there. I don't care how far you run, His grace will chase you down. That's so incredible. But I'm not talking about the grace of salvation right now. I'm talking to people that are in the church about their prayer life and how it could be powerful to try to help us that are in the room and us that will be watching online to stop praying prayers that don't work. And then we blame the church or then we blame somebody else or then we blame our faith or then we blame God because we forgot how prayer works. Prayer that works is prayed by faith. Point number two. Anything that you ask in faith, it's done. That's what scripture says. So praying by faith is trusting the process of prayer. Praying by faith is not wanting it bad enough. It's not what it is. Praying by faith is not having enough faith to pray for that miracle. That's not what it is. There's an economic principle that is involved with faith that we often forget about because we live in a world that has its own economy. In this economy, if you got a dollar, you can buy something for a dollar. You cannot go to the store with $1 in this economy and buy something for $10. It doesn't work like that. They give you a plastic fake credit card with fake money on it, and then you can, and you pay for it later. <laughs> but you still pay for it. Or at least you pay the minimum payment while debt snares you into a deep hole. No hate. I'm just saying that's the one economy. The economy of faith is very different than that. The economy of faith is not take a bag of frozen green beans and throw them into the microwave and eat them for dinner. The economy of faith is I have a seed. I take that seed and I put it into the ground. And then there's a process in which that seed turns into green beans. And then time later, I eat green beans for dinner. What we think is when we pray by faith, we take the seed, we put it in the ground, we slam it in there, and we say, come on, green beans. I want you right now for dinner. It's like, that doesn't work. Even the millennials know that doesn't work. Even the non-farmers know that doesn't work. They'd be over there with their iPhone charger plugging it into the dirt next to the green bean seed. Would they not, Gina? Being like, grow in Jesus' name. It's like, no, bro, you can breathe on that thing all you want. Plug in your iPhone cord into the dirt. We do not care. It ain't going to grow no green beans. Because the economy of faith is not want it bad enough and get your prayers answered. The economy, you're the kids' ministry? Praise God. Praise God. The economy of faith is give faith when you feel like you don't have any because what you give will be returned back to you. 
This is the economy of faith because now all of a sudden, I'm giving what's not mine. Faith isn't yours in the first place. All faith comes from God. There's a good place to borrow from. Stop borrowing from uh, MasterCard. Start borrowing from the kingdom. Faith. That you borrow on the faith from the kingdom and you sow it into your future to future generations so that what comes back to you is faith. Let me show you this in the book of Job. Job chapter 42, you know the story of Job. It's in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. It's not Job. It's Job, but you call it whatever you want. Call it Job for short, okay? So the story of Job. The story of Joe, you like that? That's great, okay. I tried it on Zach earlier. He liked it. I thought, hey, I'll use this tonight, see how it goes. First time, I seem to think it's a real crowd pleaser. I'll do it in the future. Okay, so you got Joe. Joe's in the Bible. He has everything. He's awesome. His life is great. He has lots of kids. He has a wife. He has a house. He has all the things. All of a sudden, Joe loses everything. He has nothing. Wife dies, house crumbles, gets sick, kids dies, family loses all of his money. Three friends come around to Joe, and they start telling him, man, this wouldn't have happened to you if you would have been more faithful to God. You need to rebuke God. You need to, you need to rebuke yourself, and you need to let God restore who you are. And Joe is like, no, listen, I've been faithful to God, and I'm going to keep being faithful to God. This is a whole back and forth. God's talking. They're talking. He's talking. This is a whole story, okay? And I would venture to say that Joe's life potentially... Maybe like one of the worst lives at a certain point. Like it's like bottom as low as it can get. The only thing that didn't happen to him is he didn't die. And then it gets to the very end. Job chapter 42. And God begins to restore back to him all the blessings that he has before. But not just as they were before, two times. Double. Let me show you what it says Joe did. Praise God for Joe. <laughs> and the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed. Did you hear it? When he had prayed for his friends and the Lord gave twice as much as he had before. You read it so fast, what you hear is, the Lord restored everything to Job, and he gave him back double. But what you miss is, what happened right in the middle of those things. The Lord restored it when he prayed for his friends. You want to have prayer that works, let me tell you the fastest way to open up the door to working prayer in your life. Stop praying for your life. Start praying for somebody else's life because those are seeds sown into the real kingdom with an actual faith economy that have to, by law of the kingdom, come back to you. If you go to your bank account and you put money in it, up to $250,000 in most bank accounts, I do not know by experience, but it says it on the paper. And you go there and you ask for $249,000 because you have put $250,000. Guess what they do? They give it back to you. That's the bank. That money's going away. That money is fading. That money's not going to eternity. That money will make you happy for a moment. It will not satisfy you. It will not give you real peace. It will not give you real hope. It will not give you real life. Jim Carrey once said, hey, this is a good thing. You know, preaching a message, quoting Jim Carrey. There you go. How about that? <laughs> Jim Carrey once said, I wish everybody would get super famous super rich and have it all so they would realize how meaningless it all is. 
And I thought, wouldn't that be something? If we all did for a second. Everyone had 30,000 followers on whatever thing, and like it mattered. Oh, look. Everyone got lots of messages all the time. You'd just be annoyed. You'd have to message them all back. Everyone got on a quick TV show, you know. Then you realize why. So everyone could like you or pretend to like you. So that you went out to eat, people bothered you. Took a picture with you that didn't care about you. Why? What? So you could get rich, so you could buy all the things that you wanted, and then what would you do? Your, your marriage would still be broken. You'd still have no friends. You'd buy them for a second? Like, then what? You want friends? For real? You want deep, real friends? Trust me, I've had no friends and got deep, real friends. I know how to do it. Pray for people. Ask my wife. She knows. She watched the whole thing. Front row seat. Prayer that works happens before it happens. Prayer that works is prayed by faith. And prayed by faith means that it's sowed into someone else's life. Let me show you Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, I'm going to read in no particular order. (laughs) Verses 1 and 2, verses 7 and 8, verses 19 and 20, just to give you kind of an overview. And then I'm going to read Luke chapter 6, which is the mirror gospel of Matthew chapter 7. So hang on, just buckle that up. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just write down stuff. The Spirit will reveal. It says, I'll say it again in a second. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open for everyone who asks. Say everyone. Everyone. Who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, it will be open. So what you think is, if I just knock hard enough, if I just ask more, if I just want it more, then it's going to be open. Then I'm going to have it. And I would say, no, keep reading the passage. Judge not that you be not judged. For the judgment you pronounce... With that judgment, you will be judged. With the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. For every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them, that's the people, by their fruits. And what are their fruits? Not money. Not cars and houses. Not material things. So how do we pray a prayer that works? What you sow gets sown back into your life. Possibly double. Possibly tenfold. Possibly thirtyfold. Luke chapter 6.38 says it like this. Same as that concept. It says, give and it will be given to you. Pray and it will be prayed to you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. It will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. I'll just preach to you, Pastor Abdiel. That's fine. The Lord's ministering to your heart. He'll minister to mine. Here's the thing. If you want it to open up in your life, then pray for it in somebody else's life. If you want it poured into your lap, then take what you have and pour it into someone else's lap. If you want it shaken up and running over in your life, then run it over into someone else's life. Those are my two points tonight. I have a bonus point. I think I can say it quick. 
my bonus point. I literally wrote it down, bonus point, you know? Like, I, I put down, if, if they're being good, give them this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> bonus point. Prayer that works makes others pray. Prayer that works makes others pray. See, here's the thing. When prayer works, people find out about it. People are finding out about what's happening in Zach's life. People are going to find out about Gina's promotion. People are going to find out about Selah's boldness. People are going to find out what God is doing in Jessica and Tabby. People are going to find out about what happens with John and his healing. People are going to find out with Emilio. People are going to find out as God blesses. People are going to find out when God gives wisdom to Bex. People are going to find out. People found out about Haley and Ben's new house. People found out. We talk about the blessings of God, and what it does is it makes someone else pray because the only reason it happened was prayer. In prayer, God said, it's your house. Forget the house. People are coming to Jesus because of the house. Other people's faith is encouraged because of the house. A Watif's going to move into a new place this month because of the house. Shalom's going to move into a new place this, this month because of the house. People say, um, you know, you can bring a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. You ever heard that, Mark? They say that? I say, you know what? You can make him drink. No problem. Salt the oats. It'll make him drink. Yeah. Yeah, it will. This is what is supposed to be happening in your life. Everyone is supposed to be coming around to the water, the living water of Jesus Christ, and you have salt that has made them so thirsty for something. Because you've been sharing what God is doing in your life. You've been sharing the testimonies, and you've been walking in the goodness. You've been standing firm in your faith, and you've been declaring that God's going to do it, and he's going to do it. And then when he does it, you've been saying, look, he did it. I was praising him even before he did, and now look what he did. Now look who he saved. Now look where I'm going. And then they're going to realize, hand me one of your drinks. Hand me your Coca-Cola. Open it up. Open it up for me. I'm having him open it because he shook that sucker up right before he handed it to me. And I was thinking, oh, funny joke, Cam, funny joke. People are going to realize. I don't like soda one bit. I don't drink soda. People are going to realize this, this is not quench your thirst. And you're making him thirsty for Jesus. You're showing them what life in Christ could look like, and this is what they've been drinking. And man, the closer they get around you, the more their mouth begins to water for the things of God, the more they begin to want to taste and see that God is good. But more, they, don't, they don't want to come to church. Don't, don't invite them to church yet, but they want to be near you because they sense the presence of God on you. Give me one of those other ones. Give me that. Give me that can down there. 
Bang. It's Bang Miami Cola. Ethan, hold my mic for me, man. It smells like Coca-Cola. Taste and see. Here's the thing, I don't got to taste in to know what it tastes like. Prayer, prayer that works, prayer that works makes others want to pray. And then when they taste what they've been drinking, bless God. <laughs> and then when they taste what they've been drinking, this is terrible stuff. I've never drank an energy drink in my life. Then when they taste what they've been drinking, Ethan, they say, no, 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 that can't be it. That can't be it. There's got to be something else. This is awful. Open up that good stuff, man. Praise God. This is what you want. This is what you want. You salt those oats. You salt those oats. And you give them that Fiji, man. It's not even, it's not even Ozarka. It's not Dasani. It's not Walmart brand. No. This is that good stuff. This is that 7.7 pH. It says on the bottle, human hands have never touched this. That seems impossible, but it tastes like it might be true. I don't care about Fiji water. What I'm saying is, if you will walk in the spirit of the living God, if you will believe that God does miracles, and you will pray like he does, and you will sow prayer into someone else's life when you need it in yours, and you'll believe it, I don't know why you're sitting down, and you'll believe it for somebody else, like it could happen for you, then let me tell you what, people around you are gonna get so thirsty. They're not gonna be able to drink the Bang Energy drink. Mountain Dew's not gonna work for them. Coca-Cola's not gonna work for them. They're gonna need that Fiji water. Praise God. This is what I'm saying. Salt the oats. Be the salt of the earth. Let the prayers that you pray challenge the people around you and show them this is how we pray. This is how we believe. This is how we live. You want prayer that works? Pray before it happens. You want prayer that works? Pray by faith. You want prayer that works? It makes other people want to pray. We're praying up here tomorrow night, 7.30. Love to see you. We're not giving out any Bang Energy drinks. We're not giving out any Coca-Cola. We're giving the pure living water. Not Fiji. Jesus. John 4. For who drinks out of this spring will never be thirsty again. Because we'll be satisfied with the goodness of the living God. I don't care how little faith you think you have, how big you think your faith is, whether you've never prayed a real prayer before, or whether you think yourself to be a great intercessor of prayer. There's a challenge this week to walk as the salt of the earth, to live in such a way that the people around us want the presence and the prayers of Jesus Christ like never before, to testify to the goodness of God in such a way that it makes other people want what we got. And guess what? It's free. 
Father. Challenge our hearts. Convict us deep. But also encourage us with the spirit of the living God. Let love for people flow through us that we would want to pray genuine prayers for others, that it would change their lives, and in turn, it would yield back a harvest of faith for generations to come. Amen. I want to taste them before I go. Don't think for one second that you can't. This is what you were made to do. This is what you were made to do. You were made for this month, for this year, 2021, to go pray prayers that are changing the world, that are breaking racism and generational curses, that are breaking down the, the, the murderer, that are crushing down the foe, that are breaking the schemes of the enemy, that are advancing the gospel. This is what you were called to pray. You were called to pray that people, both far away and nearby, would come to Jesus. You were made to pray that people would know who is the light of the world. You were made to pray. Don't think for one second that you can't.